Deep in the farthest recesses of the most distant jungle lies a city. A city populated by the most mysterious, terrifying, and downright grotesque denizens ever seen by mortal eye. Here, in the darkened corners of this cavernous locale, sits an ordinary, average brick building with an innocuous, ordinary, average, blinking neon sign which reads, On Air. It is here where each week, Seth Breedlove and Mark Matsky convene to discuss the greatest mysteries the world has ever known. Now, strap on your hiking boots, grab your trusty walking stick, and don't forget your machete as we begin our journey through Monsteropolis. <laughs> oh no! What? Are we starting with things? This is Monsteropolis, a show about anomalies, legends, and monsters. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Seth Breedlove. I'm joined, as always, by my pal Mark Matsky. Hello there. And his pal <laughs> Heather Mosier. Hi. Hi, pal. Hi. Uh, we are. Welcoming you to the special episode right now. Uh, listen, hey. It's real been quick. a long time coming for this one. <laughs> real quick. Um, Bigfoot Project episode one sh- should be out for channel members by the time this episode of Monsteropolis drops. If you're a channel member, go watch it. If you're not a channel member, join the channel and watch it. Um, I think that's it. Is that our only announcement? We don't have anything else. I'm going to be a cryptid con on the 22nd and 23rd or something like that, which is. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Are so, you going to the mountain monsters panel? Oh, I yeah. want to know. Okay. I've never Good. watched a single episode of mountain monsters. What? So, yeah. None, Ever? None. They're fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like what about me would lead you to believe that that's something I would, would or want to watch. Just you know, um, <laughs> wanting to keep a the great a outdoors. Pulse on the oh yeah, popular culture. <laughs> I, yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Well, you might learn how to make a trap or two. Ooh, yeah. I thought you were about to be really insulting and be like, <laughs> I, "Well, you might want to learn how to make a quality paranormal content." Oh my goodness, no. Wow. Uh, There's no vitriol here. No. Come, come now. Never. Uh, this week's episode is a mailbag. Much to Andy Matsky, showrunner Andy Matsky's chagrin. This week's episode is a mailbag episode. Uh, we do have... Make it sound like I have really... Uh, <laughs> quite a few... You know what? We should start with a CryptidCon question. Just because someone asked... Uh, Crypticon, I saw where you will be at Crypticon 2021. Will STM have a booth set up there? I may be attending the conference and was just curious. Thanks, Brad. We'll be there. We'll have a booth set up. Um, I don't know which STMers will, will be there, but I'll for sure be there. So uh, if you want to come hang out and get stuff signed or whatever, we can we can uh, do that. We can. At the very least, you'll. That Seth Breed loves. Really, like what? What else is there? 
I saw where they sold out their first hotel. Yeah, I uh, from from talking to them, this is poised to double the last one in terms of attendance. Um, they're moving. They've already opened up. They're they're already in double the space, but they're they're now talking about needing to move it to a larger venue. So wow, it should be pretty big. Um, all right, mailbag. But I don't know what emails we've read last. Do we read? Do we read? Do we read Peggy Curtis's email about new Loch Ness evidence? No. Um, okay. What about on the same day, Nathan Kigi's um, episode idea? I'm gonna say no if we didn't read the Loch Ness no. thing. No. Um, there's uh, there's a email from a listener wanting to come to the cabin. In Minerva, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're a Monsteropolis listener, you probably don't know about all the excitement during the last shooting uh, of filming. Wait, you mean the channel member? What did I say? You said a Monsteropolis listener? Yeah, that's what I meant. If you're not a channel member, you don't know about all the excitement we had during... Andy's already bristling. <laughs> This is terrifying. You guys have no idea what it's like recording this show now with Andy watching you. It's it's it, I I get on I start getting nervous. My palms get sweaty. He st- he starts making faces within the first minute of the show. Like you got you got to move it along. Uh, anyway, the yeah we experienced quite a bit of activity. Are we able to talk about this on the show, Mark? Do are do do you mind if we just real quick dip our toe in? Why not? It happened. Okay. So, I a, so Mark is 100% a Bigfoot believer now. He knows they are real, <laughs> and he has encountered one for I, himself. They held their hands. Yep. So we traipsed through the forest. It yep. was... Yeah. Well, um, I mean, what the, the thing that uh, is going... How much can we talk about? The whole thing? The yeah, whole well, schmeal? No, why not? Well, I, I think the... Uh, <laughs> Heather Heather doesn't, Heather, Heather well, doesn't no, agree. I mean, you were just saying if you're a channel member and teasing that out, and then you're like, yeah, just go ahead and tell them all. Well, this episode's a long time off. Everyone's going to forget about it by the time it goes out. Let me set the stage first. So it was, it, was a, it was a Mark and Seth. Night. It was a Mark and Seth oh. special episode of uh, Bigfoot Project. Mark. And myself went out to the cabin. We got there kind of late in the evening. Heather didn't even go out with us. Um, so it was pretty much just Mark and I on a Thursday night alone in the woods. Uh, and we we had some stuff happen, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but it was it was kind of a cool, it was almost like sass what in the field is what it felt mm-hmm. like. Um, and so I'm excited for old sass what listeners to watch this episode. And it will be episode two, actually, of the show. So that will be the December episode of Bigfoot Project. That's wild. That's like coming, coming fast. Yeah. Coming fast. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting to me because there's a little bit of a pattern emerging of activity happening on the first night that somebody's down there at the cabin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, across uh, accounts and literature and so forth, that seems to be sort of a pattern overall. Mm-hmm. As people come into places, there's a flurry of activity at first and then it sort of settles down, which. I, I suppose makes a certain amount of sense if there's something out there sort of doing its thing and then you show up that reacts to that and then settles in to see how long are you going to hang around for. <laughs> so I don't know if that is part of it, but 
that was a portion of our experience, I think. What was the most uh, memorable event? Well, the most memorable event was probably having something whiz by my head, Mm -hmm. um, seemingly on a horizontal track, and um, that gets your attention pretty quickly. I think overall, though, it was um, the whole process of discovering and casting our own print Mm -hmm. in Minerva, Ohio, uh, was was pretty interesting, pretty exciting, and then to get the feedback that we've gotten on it already is is pretty satisfying. Really interesting. I never, th- really, I never thought I'd be part of a team that would get a legitimate Bigfoot track. I just mm-hmm. didn't imagine it happening, and it seems to have happened. Yeah, in Minerva. In Minerva, yeah. In Minerva. By the way, m- we talked multiple times on the show, and I think one time someone you maybe asked me the question, or someone asked me the question, if you could have a sighting. Anywhere, where where would it mm-hmm. be? And my answer was Minerva, Ohio. Aww. And this was like five years ago. Aww. So it's a fitting conclusion to that. Not conclusion, but yeah. it's yeah. full story. <laughs> and it's done. The end. I've actually decided I'm done <laughs> with this entire subject. Uh, but yeah, it was a very active weekend after a previous weekend that was far less active. So it's good to know they're in there. And I, Cliff called me yesterday and we were talking for a little bit about the track and everything. And one thing he told me, I, I expressed my concern that it would get quiet in there. And he said he doesn't think they, he, he said the data leads him to believe they don't travel that far. Hmm. And so he said, you know, he thinks they're going to be around. And I said, you know, like, do, do you think there's a, you know, like what kind of range? And he's like, well, I don't, he's, he's like, it's not much. He's like maybe seven, eight miles. Hmm. So seven, eight miles where we are, they're not, they're going to be close, like, they're going to be close by, yeah. or so so I don't know. Yeah, they're not going to go seven, <clears throat> eight miles in one in, direction into in Minerva. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they go seven miles, uh, what like like west, they're going to just wander into downtown Minerva. Right. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I thought that was cool because I'm hoping, um, you know, I'm putting together like a wish list of researchers I want to get out. Cliff is going to come out probably in May, mm-hmm. and so he'll be out um, at the cabin and and. Hopefully we'll get to experience some stuff with him. I, I really want to get Chris Spencer and Rebecca. Oh yeah, out out there. Um, there's just like Shane. I want to have Shane come mm-hmm. out. There's there's like all these people. I'd love to get out there if I'm still allowed to be out at the cabin. At that point. <laughs> <laughs> Why would that change? I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right. So uh, emails. What do we have? Email bag. The mail bag. Well, we have there. In addition to the ones that you mentioned, there was a question for me, mm-hmm. and there was a second half of an email that we didn't get into last time Off that had to do with the mutilation. Mm. So there's lots to choose from. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Where should we go first? Should. Okay, <laughs> let me pull that up. <laughs> okay, here we are. This question is for Mark. You may have answered this in the past. The vast majority of religious leaders would never entertain the idea that paranormal creatures and events happen. However, you openly embrace these possibilities. Could you explain what got you interested in it and why you believe in the possibility that some or all of these could be real? And then continuing on from there, I really enjoy the way Yins present the stories without trying to put your own bias on the subject. Most filmmakers try to sway the viewers one way or another. 
I live in Ohio, about minutes from Wheeling, West Virginia. I've never heard anything about Bashful Billy prior to Dark Skies. Hmm. It seems like a lot of communities try to sweep sightings under the rug instead of investigating things properly. That sighting directly links these types of creatures with the Flatwoods Monster sighting. Anyway, I'm looking forward to what you have for us next year, and that's from David. Well, to answer the question, what got me interested in it, first of all, was TV, believe it or not. It was Bigfoot and Wild Boy on Saturday morning TV. It was Six Million Dollar Man, Bigfoot episodes. It was uh, In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy when I could get up the courage to watch it as a little kid. That was kind of scary. And then that sent me to the library, and that's really what it's been ever since. That's how it started. That's what it's been ongoing is digging into the books about the subject. And then only within like the past six or seven years, then adding to that actual in-the-field experiences. So that's, I guess, it would, the interesting thing, perhaps in light of the question that's asked, is that my parents always encourage me to read. I was kind of an early reader, uh, sort of an experiment almost. We won't get into that right now, but um, I was always reading. I always remember reading. And so I think the principle was whatever he's going to read, we'll just let him go. And so I got very familiar with the section in the library where it was... Books with Fabio on the cover. Yeah, right. Long flowing locks. (laughs) It got to a point where... You know, I wouldn't even check the title anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. It was that kind of experiment. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's um, that's been it. So, I, I you know, you, that gets you into a number of different interest areas because back, like, in the late 80s, a lot of these books were compilations. You know, every so often you'd have, like, a dedicated book about Bigfoot, but a lot of them were catch-all books. And so you would have... Ghosts and UFOs and Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster, all in this one volume. So that's how I got in- interested in it. And why I think it's possible is just that it, um, there's, uh, this is something I've talked about a lot, and I'm, I always try to think of an interesting way to say it, but a biblical worldview to me does not preclude mysteries. In fact, it assumes that mystery is woven into reality. So there's no contradiction. There's no way to make it all fit together. It just is. There's things that we don't know about. And uh, part of the fun is going to, you know, going out to find those things if that's possible and, and the chase of that. So that's sort of my little, my little talk on that regard. <laughs> this is Pastor, uh, Pastor Mark Maskey's yes. sermon for the day. Yeah, but it's, it's fun. And I think what I find interesting is um, I, you know, for 23 years, I've been a pastor and I, you sort of live in a little, you live in a sphere of relationships because of that. And my interest in these subjects has gotten me outside of that more than any other thing. So just talking to people, getting to know people wherever they're at, for me, that's, that's been very important and, and a meaningful thing for me. So that's it. I thank you, David, for asking. Um, what did we read this? Hayden Gate, uh, Hayden Gilbert, the the Burger Gate follow up. I don't remember. If we no, ever... no, I don't think so. Should we do this? Yes, uh, we really should. So there's, this is a two part two part email. Uh, Burger Gate yes. is the subject. Um, I'm glad you remembered that. I would have forgotten. 
When discussing which monsters you would love to do a feature on, but most likely <laughs> won't, it's a shame hearing that the Dover Demon Witness will not speak about the event anymore. Imagining a small town monsters documentary that plays out in real time, like an episode of 24, sounds so propulsive and exciting, but who knows, hopefully one day that could happen. It's kind of like Bigfoot Project. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not real time by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I think real time could get real boring with, with what we do. And yeah, and when the difference is Things are happening mm -hmm. with the Bigfoot Project. Dover Demon was kind of a one-shot. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody's having repeated Dover Demon sightings Unfortunately. that I'm aware of. So th there's some mm -hmm. differences between the two. Okay, so this was originally asked in another email. Um, and we th I thought we put it in because we recorded it, but it was a long episode and I decided to cut it out. Uh, even though it was hinted at in the episode description, my original third question was never asked on air. Or maybe it was cut for time. Uh, but now it must be said, top three fast food burgers. Go. Go, Mark. Okay. I don't know if I can even replicate what I said, but the number one with the bullet is the galley boy from Swenson's. <laughs> We're going for Mexican after this, but man, I know. that sounds real good. Yeah, so that's that's my, my clear number one. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, I like the Shake Shack. Oh, what's it called? Yeah, Smoke Shack, because there's bacon on it. <laughs> so Andy, thank you. Slowly, like he 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 was turning to you as you started answering. Yeah, I, I appreciate like it. Well, yeah. I, he knew. Yes, and then uh, number three. <clears throat> oh boy, did I say Five Guys? Yeah, like yeah, Five Guys is a good quality burger for sure. Yeah, I. I all of a sudden, I've gotten into um, mushroom burgers, like hmm. mushroom and Swiss on top of the actual burger. And it doesn't matter where I go, I'll try out there. The worst thing I've ever done is the peppercorn with with the like blue cheese peppercorn crap. Don't mm. don't make oh, that mistake. Yeah, <laughs> don't we've don't we've we've gotten some good Red Robin burgers. I yeah. feel like, but you I don't remember what Red they Robin were. Burger out in in Washington State once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Heather, fast food, hamburgers, go. Uh, okay, well, mine would be, like, Wendy's. I like their burgers. All right, nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've actually never been to Swenson, so I can't speak to that. Okay, we'll rectify that. Yes, this must be yeah. changed. Yeah. yeah um, <clears throat> you need a galley boy and a mint whip. Just yeah. remember that. Okay. Okay. That's <laughs> Yeah, it, oh. it's okay. Let's okay. Keep, keep going. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, and then I guess I don't know. I just stick to Wendy's for burgers, all McDonald's, right. wow. and then I don't know. Wow, two I'm visits serious, to Wendy's, dude. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm bad at this. Dave Thomas right. is yeah. smiling somewhere. Yeah, man, good stuff. Uh, I'll go. Uh, Five Guys. Really love that burger. Um. Really love my. Uh, what do you get on it at Five Guys? Just everything. Okay. <laughs> I really love the triple beef uh, at <laughs> at, uh, at In and Out Burger. You gotta do you know? Uh, In so that's three patties. Three Is patties, wow. and then you get all the cheese in the world, and then you get as much <laughs> on it as possible. But you also gotta get a strawberry milkshake. All right. And then I'll go Galley Boy as my third. Nice. So I do miss In-N-Out a lot. In-N-Out was great. 
I like Wendy's burgers. I've also, because of Tommy becoming obsessed with Andy, so ready for this. <laughs> I also, because of Tommy eating so many Happy Meals, I've started rediscovering my love for just a plain old double cheeseburger from McDonald's. Mm. Yeah. So, growing up, the quarter pounder was like my go-to. Look at this. You're good. You're good. Yeah. You're so ready. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, we. What are we? What's up next? Uh, you take us to another email. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, let's see here. Um, there's that one about. Why is this? Nope, that's not it. Mm. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Andy to just um, turn around and start <laughs> drawing on the board. <laughs> nope. Okay. Do you, if you have something, uh, we, <laughs> Nathan Kigi. <laughs> Uh, episode idea. Hi guys, I'm a big fan of the podcast and all the video content you produce. I live in Pennsylvania and thought the cryptids of Pennsylvania would make an interesting episode for your podcast. Mm. White Bigfoot, Squonk, Alba Witch, etc. would complement the Chestnut Ridge episode nicely. Just shooting you guys an idea. Thanks for all you do and keep up the good work. I think that's an excellent idea. And maybe showrunner Andy Matsky <laughs> like could make a note of that one. He's making a note right now. And then we do. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, I, I liked how it took you like 20 minutes to find it. Like you're frantically looking. I thought you were making a note. Okay. So Peggy Curtis wrote us an email. New Loch Ness Monster Evidence. Hi, Seth, Mark, and perhaps Heather. I wanted to send you guys these two new stories Perhaps on so. Loch Ness Monster <laughs> to get your opinion on it. The first link is about drone footage taken by a guy making a film about a canoe trip he was taking for charity. The second link is about sonar footage caught by an LNM researcher. I love lake monsters. I have the STM support your local monster T with the lake monster logo. I'd love to hear nice. your take on this new evidence. The New York Post thing was pretty conclusively discovered to be a... a um, a hoax. In fact, I think uh, STM poster artist Sam Sheeran yep. was the one who debunked that. Yep. So um, basically, it looked like they just took the uh, Loch Ness monster from what? Like it was a toy, wasn't it? Was it was a toy, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they just uh, photoshopped it in there, which is not that dissimilar from how I created one of the thumbnail images for the Champ series on YouTube. Um, so was it you? It's no, but it's nice to see that <laughs> someone can get New York Post headlines by simply uh, creating that uh, an, an image like that. Um, the other one I haven't read about. Had you looked at that? The sonar mm -mm. sonar footage. Thing? No, I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't either. So Heather, where does the Loch Ness monster rank for you in the pantheon of cryptids? If you want me to be honest, yeah. I don't really care about lake monsters. <gasps> oh, <So>. wow. <laughs> Just got chilly in here. <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, low on my what a, list. What about lock monsters? Oh, well, I'll give you points for, <laughs> for saying lock instead of lake. <clears throat> yeah, I um, <clears throat> that reminds me of a story that I told the kids. We'd, I'd like make stories up for them at night because we used to read stories and we'd make up stories and I'd have them add to it. And we had a story about Bongo the Yeti. Yeah. Aww. Bongo the Yeti. He had. Uh, My favorite Yeti. Yeah. Yeah. Bongo the Yeti. And he would go visit the Lock Lake monster. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And there were other. I mean, other. Did they have adventures or what? what yeah. The what Lock happened? Lake monster was very, very grumpy. 
Mm. Um, he had because you didn't believe in him, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Bongo is also um, not very good at being a yeti. Oh, um, he's lonely and also uh, doesn't understand why people are afraid of him. Mm-hmm. And they walk like monsters. How I'm many sure. people did Bongo? horrifically murder because <laughs> that's what our viewers want to know man yeah. <laughs> none zero okay it no is murders children's well, story moving along then uh hi <laughs> seth and mark i love monsteropolis and small town monsters films in general the films are a huge leap above the typical monster hunter documentaries and tv shows and the mm. podcast has a terrific look into the research and sausage making behind mm. the films that's actually a good way of what? putting it when it comes to Monsteropolis. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people tune into Monsteropolis having no idea what the show is, but it really is a weird like m- blending of behind the scenes looks at STM and also uh, a brief glimpse into the topics that make up the films. <laughs> One thing that craps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Andy's crying now. All right. <laughs> hmm? Sausage making. <laughs> one, thing, one thing that really craps my drawer. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> Does this get to go to some odd members? Do they get to see this much? Oh, everyone's seen this. Okay. The whole schmeal. <laughs> uh, one thing that... <laughs> oh, oh, my ribs. Now I'm very concerned. All right, hold on. Uh, actually say. <laughs> one thing that cracks me up is how much you talk about the food you eat while out filming. I think you should start a vlog profiling your favorite restaurants on the road and call it Small Town Diners. Keep keep up the good work, Kelly Doran. Um, great idea. You're very opinionated on pizza now when it comes to Minerva. Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, I don't want to throw them under the bus because sure, it's like don't, a, don't it's a throw small. Them under the bus, but your favorite one now is. Yeah, your pizza downtown Minerva. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite pizza in the world. Or no, anything, but, but like in good, the area. Good, in the area, good pizza. Your pizza downtown Minerva. Mm. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, head over there right now, regardless of where you are. <laughs> start driving. <laughs> yeah. Start hopping the car. Is that what we? Is that what we had? Yes. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was good, right? That's all he'll mm-hmm. ever eat now. In his oh. At the cabin. Yeah, well, she <laughs> she tried other. No, pizza. she tricked me. She tricked me. There was my favorite former. I'm not, but like there, there's a chain that is okay. in that part of Ohio, and there was one of the the franchises was in Bolivar. It's my favorite pizza in the world. Well, that anybody who's around <laughs> another exactly business, they have no idea which branch I'm talking about. Another franchise. <laughs> location she ordered pizza and it came and it was like cardboard covered in <laughs> and sausage ketchup. that's a little rough okay all right andrew smith sent Yay. us an email hello monsteropolis i can't hello monsteropolis crew on episode 145 you all discussed creature of the black lagoon and other related real life stories including touching on the level one frogman it just so happened 
that a few days before that episode dropped, I was in Loveland, Ohio, near where an old college friend of mine lives. Hi, Matt. (laughs) Anyway, once I realized where I was, I began trying to find any place in that area that references the Frogman, but couldn't find any. I asked a lady who works in at home if I asked a lady who works in at home. I think he added it. Yeah. Asked a lady who works at home. Mm -hmm. He went to like a lady's house. (laughs) <laughs> and asked her yeah i don't think that's what he meant. I, th- I think that's what he no, means I don't andrew think- went up to some <laughs> random lady in her home and asked if she knew the story and she looked at me like i was crazy <laughs> well probably just because andrew shouldn't have gone in there most people aren't used to like you walking into their home right. uh you thought it was a business or that you saw a woman in her home through a window and assumed she was working and just went in. She's uh, going to quit emailing us. Anyway, if you know of any place dedicated or semi-dedicated to the legend, please let us know. If not, I have some work to do in that area to get the situation rectified. All the best. Andrew Smith, uh, Executive Director, Braxton County CVB, Flatwoods Monster Museum. Flatwoods Monster Museum plug right here in the glorious town of Sutton, West Virginia, mm-hmm. at Tiny Bastion on the shores of the Elk River, down in the hills and hollers. Head on down there. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Loveland Frogman. <laughs> you got, so there used to be uh, there used to be T-shirts and stuff you could get with the Loveland Frogman on them. Like, from Loveland, I don't know like where. Grocery store like yeah, mm. like a Gas grocery station. store. Did you go? Have you been? No, I was just guessing. Oh, wow. <laughs> <All right. laughs> what? Oh, that's that's normally what happens with t-shirts that have local stuff on it. They show up in a gas station. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right. The, You've traveled enough that they've got all kinds of touristy things at gas stations. That is true. I have seen the world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> through the, the eyes of a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that reminds me of my Classy. favorite. There's a there's a song, uh, one of those like charity songs. They got all the celebs together, and they say, <laughs> yeah. "If I could see the world through the eyes of a gas station." Uh, my favorite part was when uh, Billy Holiday sang. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> Did it's, she come was, out of retirement for that? No, or? I mean, this is pretty old. They recorded it in 1920. Oh, but, wow, okay. Uh, it was. <laughs> It was great, <laughs> great moment in music. What was the charity? The war effort. <laughs> oh, you know, anticipating yeah. it by a couple decades. The yeah, they were ready. They were ready. <laughs> Buy war bonds. Listen to if I could see the world through the eyes of a gas station. Oh boy. Uh, right. Bing Crosby. I think was involved. It was Fanny Crosby. (laughs) Before she hit it big as a hymn writer. Before those hymns took off, she actually wrote that song. (laughs) Okay. All right. We got (laughs) to. All right. So for real. You want that mutilation letter? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just to get us back on track. But for real, though, I I, I drove by Loveland like. I don't know, oh, yeah. a few weeks ago for some reason. I don't know where I was that I drove past it. But um, 
<laughs> I just wanted to let you know that I don't know <laughs> if if they have anything or not. I drove by. I drove by. I drove by and I looked at the sign. I said, "Huh, Loveland." Yeah, I've never been there. And then I just kept driving. There's really nothing there that commemorates the sighting. Not from when I was there. No. All right. No, no little no, love, I mean, I Loveland care. frog statue or, or plaque. There just doesn't I didn't exist. Know <laughs> I scoured Loveland for evidence. Hello. <laughs> yeah. so I'm sorry to bother you while you're working. <laughs> However, some form of residence. <laughs> uh, boy. Oh no. Okay. So yeah, let's let's get serious. Yeah, now. let's get serious. Let's talk about mutilations. Yeah. Well, that'll that'll do it. Very sobering. Macabre mutilations and the Mound Cemetery. Yeah. Oh, by That's the so way. Funny. Just mutilations. Yeah. I mean, no. This is this is a part two, it mm -hmm. should be stated, from Michael. Okay. Mound Cemetery in Marietta is a fascinating day trip for fans of folklore in Ohio. Not only does it have the most American Revolutionary War officer interments in the country, but these men also share their final resting place with people who lived and died in Ohio on roughly the same timeline as the penning of the Gospel of John. Wait, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So showrunner Andy Matsky for <laughs> listeners just had his mind blown. He was in the oh, middle of looking at go. Twitter. Yes. Yeah. And threw his phone on the ground. <laughs> yeah, here here is the next statement. Okay. Hopewell culture burial mound dating goes back to one hundred AD. That's it. It is one of only a few of the famous Marietta earthworks maintained today, the rest flattened for construction projects progress, I guess. Mm -hmm. The first known investigation of the Marietta Earthworks was conducted in 1786 by Captain Jonathan Hart, who thought it was probably an ancient fort. Hart's was also the first archaeological study in Ohio, and it wouldn't be the last to evaluate the site incorrectly. Benjamin Franklin became intensely interested in the Marietta Earthworks, concluding that the project must have been fortifications built by Hernando de Soto in 1540. Later, leaders of the first 48 Revolutionary so. War <laughs> veterans who established the first permanent settlement in the Northwest Territory at Marietta <laughs> conc <laughs> concluded after their investigation that the site originated either from Central American Toltecs or Scythians from Europe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah that, that checks <laughs> that out. Checks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mount Cemetery is now the final resting place of most of the first 48 of whom General George Washington claimed, I know many of the settlers personally, and there never were men better calculated to promote the welfare of such a community. French General Lafayette of Re Revolutionary War fame said of the men in 1825. <laughs> Holy cow. They were the <laughs> bravest of brave. Better men never lived. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here we, although Brutus, the Ohio State mascot, might disagree. Uh-oh, did he eat him? <laughs> <laughs> One of the 48 buried in Mount Cemetery is probably why those from Ohio are known colloquially as Buckeyes. Standing six foot four inches, Colonel Ebenezer Sprout was exceptional. <laughs> Sprout, Sprout. Oh, God. Sass so different. Was exceptionally what? tall oh, for the day. 
Friendly natives nicknamed him Haytuck, which meant Buckeye, likening his height and strength to the tree. Mm -hmm. Finally, for those wondering, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Mound Cemetery is allegedly haunted. There you go. Sally Dodge Cram Green is said to wander the burial grounds in anguish, not because of how she died, but for what happened to her afterward. Uh oh. Sally moved to Marietta in 1816, but died in Columbus in 1839. A January 1840 issue of the Ohio State Journal reveals the facts of her ghoulish end. And I quote. She had been unfortunate and became deranged and was placed in the lunatic asylum in this city. Mm -hmm. While there, she sickened and died and was buried. Soon after her death, her son came for the purpose of removing the body to Marietta for interment, but, to his horror, found it had been taken away. (laughs) He procured a warrant and proceeded to the medical institution at Worthington, The president of that institution denied the right of the officer to search. Search was made, and upon opening a trap door in the center of the building, the first object that met the eyes of the son was the body of his mother with the head mutilated. He had been informed by respectable authority that persons belonging to this institution dug up bodies, not for anatomical purposes only, but for trade. End quote. And end email. Uh, I don't like that. <clears throat> no, I don't either. I thought internment butt was some sort of disease at that point. In time. Condition? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Unfortunate condition, internment butt. <laughs> uh, One to be avoided, yeah. to be sure. Yes. Uh, in the olden times, 180. There were a lot of concerns. There were many <laughs> concerns about internment butt. Yeah. Amongst the Hopewell tribe. <laughs> As they were penning the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, another killer mailbag episode <laughs> here <laughs> on Monsteropolis. Uh, oh, the question now is, do we even put this episode up on YouTube? Oh, it will. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> next week's episode is back on track, guys. We are getting into... <laughs> Stories, stories of, of Thanksgiving. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Sure. Yeah. It'll yeah. Happen. Let's give thanks. Stories of Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, I'm ready. I'm going to talk about Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. So and cranberries. And cranberries. Mm. Um, we're we are. There's a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, if you're listening to this, it's tomorrow. And uh, tomorrow is Friday, the <laughs> November fifth, which means time traveler. You uh, the the day after today, November fifth, which will be November sixth. I will be at Chief Logan State Park, West Virginia. Oh dear, for Wild and Weird West oh. Virginia Con. So uh, come hang out with me, and uh, and I'll I'll high five high five you. Autographs? Are you going to give autographs? I'm going to give you an autograph. I am not speaking. I will just be there. <laughs> so there was so, some so concern. Don't try talking there to was me. some yeah, concern right. on my part that I was about to be asked to speak. Ah. And because uh, someone had asked me if I was speaking. And I was like, no. And I started thinking about it. I was like, 
my face is really prominent on the poster. Um, but it turns out I'm just there as a face. So nice. come see my face. Showing um, any flicks? No, I don't think so. Oh, my bad. However, showing a flick there is our good friend, Darth Bill Lancaster. Bill Lancaster, who I haven't seen in probably, what, like three years? It yeah. might have been in Washington. Mm-hmm. I don't know that mm-hmm. I saw him after that. No. Nope. So it's been a while, so I'm going to give Bill a big old COVID hug. <laughs> so wow <laughs> probably cut that out of the show <laughs> yeah. all right uh mm-hmm. next week we'll be back to talk about covid and <laughs> <laughs> i can't stop i can't stop Look at the kid. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh the smalltownmonsters.com uh heather's new show we got to talk about heather's new show so heather has a new podcast you can catch it hopefully by now it'll be on most major podcatcher platforms we're trying to get it up everywhere but it it is available to watch mm-hmm. on youtube mm-hmm. the lore you know mm-hmm. uh posting every went wednesday mm-hmm. on the stm youtube channel and every probably thursday on the lore you know dot podbean dot com and all the podcasting platforms where podcasts post so you can listen to it in audio or you can watch heather talk to various people mm-hmm. Who's your guest for episode two? Seth Breedlove. Oh, whoa, man! You guys, you didn't know she was pulling in the A-list stars. Are you gonna are you gonna be here or on a computer? I'm gonna be on a computer. Cool. Yeah. He's just gonna be in the other room. Yeah, I'm going. in the other room talking to her. On a computer. Yeah. Um, no, her first episode was was with Les Odell, and it's mm-hmm. super super cool. And uh, yeah. Anyway, that's it. Uh, monsteropolismail at gmail.com if you want to contribute to a uh, off the rails mailbag episode or <clears throat> you can leave us a rating review on iTunes. That's it. Goodbye.